Oh, baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldron. Whoa, baby. <laughs> that sound only means one thing. It means it's Jamie Foxx and Mark Kramer. We're back. We're back. We're back. Back by un- Hey, we're back by unpopular demand. For another spine-tingling hour. That's right. Another spine-tingling episode of Whoa, Baby. (laughs) We intend to enrage. Uh, I don't know. Maybe at some point we'll encourage. But at this point, we will muddle through for the next hour. Mark, thank you. Thank you for answering the bell. Uh, The spam and pineapple that was consumed by Terry Waltrip (laughs) has not agreed with him. Yes, in in polite terms, thank you, Mark, has not agreed with him. He is a little green apple two-step this morning and a number of other things, but uh, hopefully he is not so dehydrated he can't be back tomorrow. But as of today, he is on the injured reserve, and Mark Kramer and I will do our best to try to fill this hour and leave you with a a frivolity before you hit this. What is it, 90-something today, 95-something? Yeah, start your your week off right here on the edge. Indeed. And uh, we're glad that you're with us. Yeah, Terry is is under the – we'll say under the weather (laughs) – Indeed, he is. Uh, somewhere under the weather. We're not sure he's even alive at this point. Right. right? But, but we think uh, so. Uh, yes. But Terry uh, asked me to fill in for him this morning, and and always glad to, to be here with Jamie. So we'll, we'll uh, as you said, we'll entertain, hopefully, and bring a little more sunshine, not heat, but sunshine, uh, to this hour this morning. As, uh, again, we're gr- grateful that you joined us here on The Edge on ESPN 97.7, brought to you by Dr. David Weber. North Monroe Animal Hospital, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, mm-hmm. and Pie Works. Need. Yes. And yeah, Pie Works Pizza by Design. Uh, Jay and his crew are at, on Tower Drive. So go by and see those fine folks for lunch and or dinner or both. I mean, I've actually been there twice in one day before. Uh, you had and, a doubleheader at Pie Works? Yes, yes. sir. Absolutely. Good got, choice. Just got a different pizza both times, each time. So. <laughs> Hey, I'm a pizza guy. I could that's one thing. Pizza I could have almost every day and not get oh. and not get tired of it. I know it's not especially from Pie Works. Yeah, yes. I know it's not good for the waistline, but uh I I actually could eat pizza just about every day. Well, so they do it right. Again, welcome. We've got a lot of things to uh, discuss. This is going to be I was trying to think since I didn't have a whole lot of time uh to get things together this morning. I was trying to think of what to, of what to do and, and we have so many different things going on. Uh, we're going to kind of, uh, and we don't want to go too far uh, to the professor because uh, we don't want him to get the big head uh, and think that he's uh, doing something that's making radio better. Wait, he's in the vicinity? Who? No, no. no we're going to play uh, with, our, with our listeners this morning. You can get us on the Washita Valley Credit Union hotline or text line, either one at 888-993-7762. And that would be, we're going to play, throw some subjects out, and our listeners will play agree or disagree with us this morning. So get uh, either your phone revved up or your fingers on the phone for texting, 
and give us uh, we'll give our our thoughts and continue to chat on these subjects but uh, we've got a lot of different subjects coming up or starting today and tomorrow and so give us your uh, we'll start with um, let's say let's start well tomorrow's the all-star game tonight's the home run derby in baseball major league baseball correct uh, so let's do agree or disagree there's things that could be changed to make the to make the uh, home run we'll start tonight with the home run derby there's things that can be changed to make the home run derby more television friendly agree or disagree and say uh, if you disagree then give us uh, something that will make it better Okay, you want me to lead off? You can lead off, yes, sir. I will say fewer participants. Um, I just think this thing needs to be compacted a little bit. Uh, I know a lot of people probably take issue with it. I mean, after a while, I, I get a little tired of watching uh, the little kids chase the balls in the outfield. Um, but they, I, I know that's a big, big thing, and maybe that's you'll probably disagree. How many? But how long does that thing last? Mark, I mean, I think it is it a two-hour deal or something. Well, it used to be like you were saying before they they did exi- they did kind of tweak the rules a little last year or the year before, and right. they cut the amount of people down. I think, and um, they the biggest thing was they changed the way they did the rounds, and the rounds weren't as many uh, swings and as many outs, and so last year's went. 45 minutes less than the one the year before. So they are right. tr- they are trying to – they did try to do some things last year that, that kind of pared the time down a little bit and didn't now, fatigue what, the players. Well, I tell you what would pique my interest. Now, a lot of our, our listening audience may not be aware of this. Uh, in his day, and I'm saying a long time ago, Mark Kramer was a college or collegiate athlete. And I've just thought about this, Mark. I mean, I know you've you've recovered from Tommy John and torn ulnars and broken knuckles, but would you accept an invitation to pitch batting practice for the home run derby? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I've yeah, I've said on many shows for years that all they'd have to do is pay me like minimum wage, and I'd be a bullpen catcher uh, during the season for a. Uh, for a major league team, just to be able to travel around to go to the ballparks yeah. and you know be with uh, be in the locker room and all that kind of stuff, I mean that that'd be right up my alley. The, somebody asked me one time, besides actually doing something like that, somebody asked me one time what my dream job was, and if I was a baseball, if I could be a baseball scout, oh, you know, gosh, and it yeah. wouldn't even have to be a major league in a major league ballpark. If I could just scout the minor leagues, you know, I mean for a major league team but be a minor league scout where you go around to, you know, A, AA, uh, or even go to upper-level college games and scout and write down stats and, and that kind of stuff, uh, that would be right up my alley. That would be a perfect job for me because I could be around baseball all the time and uh, be evaluating talent, you know, for a team or for a player development department for drafting purposes or trading purposes and all of that. So, that would be a, a dream job for me. Mark, Mark, you'd be our local Tom Amansky. Yeah, right. That's exactly right. Well, I think your I think yours is a little better than my, my evaluation of talent. But uh, I would think so. You would be happy in say Lenore City, Tennessee, watching single A ball and pitching prospects. And yes, of course, that's your 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I would absolutely love your, that. Is it on your bucket list that to see every major league ballpark before you go to the great beyond? Is that your kind of your deal? Or I know you probably have been to, to do a what? number of them. To go to every MLB ballpark. Uh, no, not really. Not uh, really? No. I mean, I've gone – the only one I haven't – I haven't been to Yankee Stadium. Even though I've been to New York, it was it was during the off season. I've been to New York a couple of times, but it was never during baseball season. But I would like to go to Yankee Stadium, even though it's the new Yankee Stadium. And I would like to go to uh, Fenway Park. I've been to Wrigley Field quite a few times. I was at Old Candlestick Park out in San Francisco. I've uh, been to Dodger Stadium. I've been to the uh, new ballpark, uh, the enclosed ballpark in Phoenix where the Diamondbacks play. Of course, been to the Rangers and, and the Astros. I've been to Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. I've been to Comiskey. Old, went to Old Comiskey Park in Chicago. Um, and I've, you know, now the Reds have gone through three ballparks during my lifetime. <laughs> you know, you're getting old when a major league team goes through three ballparks in your, just in your lifetime. Uh, old yeah, Cros- is, uh, yeah, old Crosley Field oh, yeah. uh, closed in 1970 and Riverfront Stadium opened. And then, of course, uh, you know, I don't know, seven, eight years ago or so, uh, they closed Riverfront and built Great American Ballpark. And so uh, used to be able to walk from, of course, I grew up downtown in the inner city, and we actually could walk to Crosley Field. Uh, it was kind of a semi-neighborhood uh, ballpark like Fenway and some of the others. And uh, if you had 20 minutes, which most people either took the cable cars then or walked, and because uh, they had a cable car that went from downtown right to the ballpark, but I could walk to the I could walk to the stadium in 20 minutes, so so that was kind of cool. Um, outside, of course, Great American. Do you have of those stadiums you mentioned? Do you have a favorite? Um. Yeah, I think because of the scenery. Uh, and nothing else, nothing, I mean, the, the venue is really nice too, but besides Cincinnati, probably the, the ballpark I enjoyed the most was Coors Field in Denver hmm. because the way the stadium opens up, the Rocky Mountains are outside the left center field wall. And when the sun sets out there, uh, you know, it goes below the mountains and, uh, you see the mountains out there beyond the beyond the stadium. It's right downtown in a very um, upscale. They've done a lot of uh, urban renewal around Coors Field, and there's there's a lot of restaurants and clubs. Uh, it's uh, kind of a young person's uh, energetic kind of atmosphere. You know, within three blocks all the way around the ballpark, they've redone things to where it's pedestrian friendly. Of course, the the stadium is gorgeous within itself, but they, you just have a great experience going downtown Denver uh, to watch a, a Rockies game. And besides that, again, with the scenery and everything outside the stadium, uh, off in the distance, it's just a it's a great place to watch a game. The only place people that don't enjoy Coors Field are pitchers, opposing pitchers. Yes. It's, yeah. Uh, right. Exactly. The, I don't know why ever why a uh, free agent pitcher would sign with the Rockies. Given the choice, yes. Okay, we've got some texts on the Washtenaw Valley Credit Union text line. Jay from Ruston says, "How about targets in the field and stands to hit for bonus points?" Now I like that. 
Uh, I also wanted to. I also wanted to throw out there. What about some kind of skills competition, like they do in hockey, uh, and um, in basketball with the three-point contest and and some of the other stuff. You know, some kind of skills competition where outfielders have to, uh, you know, throw the throw the ball in from the outfield towards home plate and have a line there. Remember in the old you, Jamie, you remember the old uh, pitch, hit, and throw. Yeah, uh, or run, pitch hit and run uh, thing that uh, I think they still have it, but that goes all the way back to uh, my childhood. When they when you did that and you had to throw, they had a they had a chalk line right out in the middle of the field going all the way into the outfield, and the idea was to not only throw it as far as you could, but as accurately as you could because they not only measured the distance down you know down the down the field in yards but or in feet but how far off the chalk line you were so you had to throw not only as far as you could but try and throw it accurate as accurately as you could i'd like to see them like uh, jay's suggestion maybe have some targets some small targets and put them at different places around home plate uh, right on home and then, you know, maybe up the first baseline a little because throws do go there, but more up the third baseline where a throw is supposed to go from the outfield to give a, the catcher an opportunity to catch it and tag somebody um, and put some little targets down on the, you know, down on the ground where they can either hit it on the fly or one hop it and knock knock something down and and something like that. Just some just some skills competitions. You do something similar over to first base for the infielders. Have to be a much smaller target because those guys are closer and have uh, an awful lot of accuracy to those arms. Yeah, I think that would be maybe something to, from a fundamental standpoint, maybe stressing that, bringing that back would be a, a good way to to uh, introduce to the all-star game because it is a big part of the game. Obviously, defense is as important as offense in many cases. So I like that idea. But uh, obviously, the home run hitting contest is a big thing. And uh, I don't know. Who, who made it from the Reds this year? Do we have a Cincinnati Red Leg participant this year in the all-star game? I don't. Oh, in the all-star game? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think he made it as a starter. But I'm pretty sure that Joey Votto's in it. Uh, because I mean he's uh, <clears throat> he's way up in in I think he has 25 home runs and almost 70 RBIs and um, is hitting 318 I believe after yesterday so he's got a real good season going of possibly 50 and 130 RBIs so he's got an MVP type season going so I haven't seen the uh, finished rosters but I'm uh, I'm sure that he's on there let's go real quick before the break. To the Washita Valley Credit Union Hotline, Mike and Monroe. How are you this morning? Hey, how are you this morning? How y'all doing this morning? Hey, it's Louisiana heat creeping on in. How y'all doing? We're doing great Oof. in the air conditioning. <laughs> uh, I was talking about the All Star Game, and last year, you know, I kind of watched. Uh, I think it was Piazza. Was it Piazza and uh, uh, Griffith that went to the Hall of Fame? Yes, Mike Piazza. And it was kind of bittersweet because, you know, I, I really love those guys' careers. If you wanted two guys to represent baseball, those guys, when you talk about steroids and people doing things off the field that were crazy, those guys represented it well to me as far as a career. Good point. Personal, so like. But it seems to me also that the, uh, the, the, the Hall of Fame 
know what I'm saying? The Hall of Fame should be something that should be just like NFL football. I mean, the, the Major League Baseball does not compare to NFL football as far as how the Hall of Fame done to me personally. And I thought, man, why would they just do the Hall of Fame during the All-Star Weekend? And and, and when it, when it, wherever the All-Star Weekend goes, you do the Hall of Fame, you can do a bus presentation in Cooperstown, but once you do the speech and everything, you know, whoever, and, and you may luck up and be a Hall of Famer that, that you know, that weekend is in California or in Chicago and, and uh, Milwaukee, and, and they may have a Hall of Famer, but why don't you just do it in, in during that weekend during the All-Star game where you have all these young fans so they can, you know, because it takes, with the exception of those guys, it takes you forever to get in the Hall of Fame when it comes to Major League Baseball so you can reconnect with some of these younger, you know, fans or whatever. I mean, that would be cool to me personally. You know, Mike, another thing is that you it takes a long time to get to Cooperstown, New York also. Uh, yeah, that's a good thought. I mean, you could you could get a guy out there uh, to a full stadium Maybe, you know, at the end of the home run derby or before the all-star game starts and uh, and have the guys uh, maybe down on the field at a podium and give their their Hall of Fame and, you know, uh, acceptance speech in front of a packed stadium of uh, 50 or 60,000 people, depending on what stadium they would be at. That's a good thought. I like it because yeah, it, it ties they, the past with the present. Yeah, I agree. It, it it ties in the past with the present, and uh, you know that's uh, to Mike's point. Uh, baseball is a historical field. You know, a lot of uh, as you said, it takes a while to get to Cooperstown, but that brings the focus back on uh, the past, those that contributed to where baseball is today. So I, I like the idea. I like it a lot. But the people that got money all said, "Nah." <laughs> that's the that's the problem. People that got money said, "Nah, we ain't got time for it," and it, and it hurts. Because it's still for the fans. It's still for the fans to appreciate, especially when you got so many young fans and the game got hurt so long ago with steroids and, and the, and the, uh, the, you know, with, you know, all that other stuff going on. It kind of put the game behind a little bit. And to me right now, the game is creeping back. It is, it's, it's a better game. You know, it's a more rounded game. So why not do something else to bring fans and, and, and new fans to the game? Yeah, that's a good point, Mike, and I know we got to take a break, but I wanted to expand real quick on your point, and that is that's one of the things that even though, you know, and again, I've, I have a real problem with judging the health of sports on TV ratings because that's that doesn't really tell the tale of who's actually going live to ball games. Uh, you know, TV ratings are people sitting at the house. You know, how healthy are, are the stadiums with having people in them? And uh, to your point, baseball has done a really good job with their urban programs. When you watch a baseball game versus NBA or NFL, um, you see probably 10 or 15 times the children, uh, young, young kids uh, of all ethnic groups, of all ages, uh, in the stands uh, watching baseball with, you know, with their family or with a group of uh, little leaguers or whatever. Uh, baseball has really kind of taken the bull by the horns and is really appealing to the young fans of today. You're right about that, man. You guys have a nice day. Mike, thanks, buddy. Always appreciate you. We're late for a break. Let's go ahead and take it right now so John Tabor doesn't beat me over the head with his new uh, Louisiana Tech hat. You're listening to The Edge here on ESPN 97.7. 
Brought to you by Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, Pie Works Pizza by Design, and don't forget, G.B. Cooley reminds everybody to support Louisiana Special Olympics. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. Johnny's Pizza House is counting calories this summer with our all-new, less calories, less carbs, and totally crustless 8-inch pizza bowl. That's right, a healthier option to that delicious Johnny's Pizza you can't live without. For a limited time, get an 8-inch pizza bowl from our specialty menu and a large 14-inch specialty pizza of your choice, both for just $19.99. Watch your weight and still enjoy the same great taste all summer long with the all-new Johnny's Pizza Bowl, only at Johnny's Pizza House. Let's share a slice. Paid announcer. Are you drowning in debt? You need relief. Thank you for calling James Spivey, Debt Relief Specialist. Get debt relief today. Call James Spivey in West Monroe, 387-3666. Online, jspiveylaw.com. We are a debt relief agency. We help people file for bankruptcy under the bankruptcy code. Consultation fee is free and confidential. No money down bankruptcy on all Chapter 13 plans on qualified debtors. All attorney's fees, court costs, and expenses are paid later as part of your confirmed Chapter 13 plan. Call James Spivey, 387-3666. <laughs> How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Welcome back to The Edge here on ESPN 97.7. We want to go right back to the Washita Valley Credit Union hotline and welcome Bob in this morning. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you, Kramer? Doing great. Uh, you were talking... Good, good. You were talking about uh, wanting to uh, pitch during the uh, home run derby. Oh yeah, absolutely. And want to let you know, my brother did that twice. Really? Uh, Who did he throw well, for? He well, he was the AAA pitching coach for the Orioles organization, uh-huh. and then the next year he went to uh, the Rangers, and just so happened that those two years the home run derby, where the All Star game was in Baltimore. And then the next year was in Rangers Stadium, and uh, that was back before you brought your own pitchers. And right, usually the pitching person. coach or a coach from the team that was hosting the All Star Game or a guy from your team right. would pitch to you. That's right, that's right. And he threw to everybody uh, those two years, and uh, it was really a neat. I got to go to both of them, and it was really a neat thing to to watch. Uh, I know in Baltimore. Uh, the first ball ever hit off the warehouse uh, was Griffey Jr. Right, and that was off my brother. And uh, did he get to keep any of the baseballs? Oh yeah, he got. You wouldn't believe the souvenirs they got. That that first year in Baltimore, his wife had a pair of uh, leather tennis shoes that had baseball stitching for seams, and all the participants signed her shoes. Uh, he got a uh, 
an all-star jacket, leather jacket, where everybody on both teams signed him. Uh, he had all all kind of really really neat stuff. I hope he still has that stuff. Oh sure. sure so who? Sure so yep. so he pitched a Griffey and all those guys. All those guys. One year Griffey won. The next year Frank Thomas won. Uh, but yeah, it was it, it was funny. He uh, he would tell his uh, his spring training every year. He'd go to the young guys and tell them, you know, not to worry about giving up a home run. Uh, because last time he pitched, he gave up 136 home runs, and uh, just to break the ice. <laughs> so, so his uh, his uh, his record for uh, pitching and home runs is is not real good. <laughs> <laughs> if he was a real pitcher, I guess. Yeah, yeah it depends on your perspective. Well, Bob, thanks, Bob, Bob. thanks for the story, man. Sure. When's the All next right, time thanks. your brother's coming into town? I'd like to know that. Uh, <laughs> Okay, be, I will. I will. I'll let yeah, let know. us know. We'd love to have him on. Yeah, that's a great. That's sure, a great story. Sure. Oh, he's he's got a million. I will. Oh, wow. Thanks. Thanks again, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Can you imagine being the guy um, that back in the day before the guys brought their own people pitching to everybody? Let me tell you who I think that is, um, and I'll be wrong and and be the first to admit it. But that I believe would probably be one of the greatest pitchers that ever came out of this area. It still is uh, Tom Brown. Uh, that would be probably Bob's brother. Uh, and a lot of folks remember Charlie Brown at, uh, at Neville. Um, that would be fantastic if we could get Tom on for an interview. You'd love it. Super guy. Bob's fantastic. Um, all great people. The Browns' contribution to this area is legendary. And uh, just you cannot help but love them. And you would love to uh, hear Tom Brown if we ever get a chance. And Mark, you just can you imagine spending a day with Tom Brown? Oh man, yeah. it's, oh, it, I know gosh. sitting down with some of our local former major league professionals, uh, Wayne Causey and um, and George Stone. I love oh, to gosh. just we've had them on the show before, uh, just for like thirty, forty minutes, thirty uh, three segments at a time. And just telling stories, I mean, just incredible amount of stories that these guys have playing against some of the greats of all time, Roberto Clemente and Willie Mays, and and uh, both of them, both of those guys played with Hank Aaron uh, when they at different times when they were with the Braves. And uh, so you just sit down and talk to those guys about, for Wayne, Wayne was a second baseman. Uh, he told me not too long ago, and I've talked to Wayne forever, the – home run that Mickey Mantle hit off the facade in old Yankee Stadium, one of the longest home runs ever hit uh, and would have been had it continued out of – because nobody ever hit the ball out of Yankee Stadium. He came the closest. Um, Wayne was playing – that was against the White Sox, and Wayne was playing second base uh, when he did it. And uh, he said that it sounded like a bomb going off when he hit the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and the ball ended up almost back by him. He said that when it hit the facade of the upper deck – that it hit it so hard that it came back onto the field and almost rolled back to him at second base where he was playing. Well, he said it stopped between him and the right fielder, and his right fielder came up and picked the ball up. Well, to show you how far technology has come, uh, even in baseball now, I think they record the miles per hour. A ball leaves the park now. I believe uh, the, the young kid for the Yankees, is it Aaron, Aaron Judge? Aaron Judge, yeah. Yeah, they said he – oh, it had left the park at 400-something. I don't know, something ridiculous. <laughs> it was 120. Really, is, I think his highest is either 121 or 122, uh, something like that. His uh, – I even forget what they call it. 
projection speed or something like that. But that sounds like one of your fastballs. They're getting the, 122. Right. Yes. Yeah, they're getting a little te- too technical for me. We have some more uh, texts on the text line. Uh, Nate says, "Love the new home run derby format. Much more fun and quicker pace of play." Uh, went to Fenway earlier this year. Absolutely awesome ballpark. Tons of history. Absolutely encourage you to go soon. Enjoyed the show. Enjoy the show. Uh, thanks for all the fun conversations, Nate. Thank you, Nate. And uh, congratulations on going to Fenway. Uh, everybody that I've talked to that's been there said it's just an absolutely great uh, experience. And uh, one more during before we go to the break, uh, Russell and Homer says uh, he didn't have a whole lot of love for Terry. <coughs> Excuse me. Says give him some more coffee and a biscuit because he doesn't like fun. <laughs> and, and then for being a scout, he says I can do it. Uh, talking to me, I can do it. Put my resume in. And uh, then a good idea on the um, – sorry, I got behind on Russell. Uh, good idea about putting targets and stuff up. And he says, I also see a lot of kids at the basketball games. And uh, so all of those good uh, good things. You can get us like everybody has this morning on the Washita Valley Credit Union hotline, 888-993-7762. This segment brought to you by Spa Nouvelle. Probably where Terry Waltrip is right now. Spa <laughs> he needs something for a spa. He does need. He needs some. So, he needs some help. Spa Nouvelle will spoil all of your loved ones and friends. So send them by Spa Nouvelle, and they will definitely take care of you. We'll be back to take care of you, hopefully, here on the edge in just a minute. To win in sports, you must focus on your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. I'm Eric McCullough, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I can help. Call 318-254-0032 or stop by my office at 734 Celebrity Drive today. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Super saving, super selection. It's the 29th annual J&H Boots and Jeans Christmas and July 10th sale, July 6th through 16th. It's the largest Western wear sale in the South. Ladies' corral boots start at $79.95. Justin Gypsies from $59.95. Blouses start at $9.95. Many more bargains under the tent and in the store. It's the Christmas and July 10th sale, July 6th through 16th at J&H Boots and Jeans, West Monroe. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. Bulldog football season tickets are on sale now. Join us in Ruston for seven home games that include marquee opponents versus SEC Power Mississippi State, an in-state battle versus Northwestern State, and conference foe Southern Miss. Save up to $84 when buying season tickets and be eligible for a tour of the new press box. Contact the ticket office at 318-257-3631 or latexsports.com slash tickets to secure your season tickets today. Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun. 
especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to The Edge on ESPN 97.7. Whoa, baby. Second half of The Edge here on this beautiful Monday not morning. Not quite as much enthusiasm as, as the uh, 9 o'clock, but that's <laughs> not bad. We'll just have to work on it a little bit. Yes. Mark Kramer and Jamie Foxx here. Terry under the weather this morning, so I'm filling in for him. Appreciate that very much. And uh, things people are, text, things text are going. Saying, What's wrong with, yeah, with Terry? What's wrong with Terry? <laughs> Things are going well. See, they go, oh, Kramer on there again. Get him off of there. <laughs> uh, got some good texts again this morning and uh, calls on the Washtenaw Valley Credit Union hotline and text line real quick. Uh, Steve says uh, they do that with catchers, too, talking about the, the pitching to the All-Stars uh, and for skills competition. They time their throw and for accuracy. He said, I believe they do have a skills competition in some of the minor league all-star games. He says, yes, Major League Baseball should have them. So that's interesting. I'll have to do a little research to see if, if in fact, they do have some at some of the minor league all-star, all-star games. Um, and then uh, Clinton Calhoun says, you may remember that Mickey Mantle, Man- Mantle's twin brother Roy and Ray played for the Monroe Sports. They lived in an apartment on North 3rd Street, and would pitch with several kids in the neighborhood. I did not know that. So, wow. uh, Clint, thank you for giving us that tidbit. I had forgotten that he history. had twin, yeah. that Mantle had twin brothers uh, that also, I knew they played baseball, but I didn't know they were in the Monroe area. So, nice tidbit there, uh, along with Bob and, and telling us about his brother doing all the pitching in some of the uh, all-star game home run derbies. Let's go back to the Washtenaw Valley Credit Union hotline and Bring, uh, I think he was pitching. I think he pitched to Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb in the original uh, All Star game in 1933, and that would be Jim. <laughs> What's up? Coach? How, What's how up, was the Babe? Did the Babe take it easy on you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, babe was a wuss, man. He wasn't nothing. <laughs> he wasn't. Any, how about Gehrig? Uh, Gehrig probably. He was tougher Tom to get was out. He was tougher yeah, to get Gehrig out. Had a good, uh, Tom was a cheater, though. you got to watch that Georgia Peach. What's on your mind this morning? Uh, I'm just going to tell you and Puff, we're going to change the name of the show when y'all come on, from the edge to over the edge. <laughs> yeah. We thought yeah. it was going to be, whoa, yeah. baby. Yeah. No, like whoa, baby. No, no, y'all doing a fine job, man. I love, I, when I was, now, you know, this is generational. And you know this, Mark, and Puff knows this, but when we were we were young men, the All-Star game was something we really looked forward to. I mean, Rose oh, yeah. and all these people playing in the All-Star game. I mean, my goodness. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just I, – I don't know. Well, if you go back, seriously, to your point, if you go back and look at, say, the 60s, 60s and 70s All-Star games, I would say there, maybe oh, yeah. maybe even into the early 80s. And just look at the starting lineups for both teams, American and national. I would venture to say, and I'm just kind of taking a guess because uh, I know, you know a lot of what the starting lineups looked like back in those days, the three-quarters of both teams are in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, nobody ducked out on it. Nobody said, oh, I don't want to play my arm sore. Everybody played. Only George game. Hendrick. Everybody. Only George yeah. Hendrick from the Cardinals in the mid-'80s yeah. with his famous line, if I ain't starting, I ain't departing. 
there you go. That's right. But, I mean, my goodness, just think about the games we would see against the American National League. Just think about the players that would line up out there and tip their hats when they made the introductions. And, my goodness, people don't understand how it used to be. And didn't need the buildup it has now either. I mean, it was, I think, I don't even know if they had the home run derby back then. I mean, everybody, to to your point, Jim, everybody looked so forward to it that it was, uh, you know, they had a couple of days, three or four days off in between. It was it was an event, and they oh, it yeah. was marketed that way, yeah. and you didn't need all this bells and whistles. It was just, a, as they say, a simpler, more natural time. Plays all they did, man, and played That's hard, it. played to win. They wouldn't done this well. He might, you know, throw him in. And I, I've seen pitchers in the All Star game throw four innings. You know, they didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> it was all about, Coach. I got you a place you can go to work. Where's that? <laughs> Pulaski, Virginia, in the Rookie League. They need you. There. <laughs> hey. It doesn't matter to me, rookie league or triple A. I don't care. I know it, man, but I, I tell you, I worked there a couple times, and they had a little rookie league ballpark. And people don't understand that these guys didn't make nothing. Oh no, they just—they mostly make meal money and travel on buses. Exactly. And actually, they stayed with sponsor families during the season. Yes, they I mean, that is. They couldn't afford a place to live. Right, that is true. That's a good point. A lot of the teams, I mean, even down into yeah. lower A ball. Uh, the teams, yeah. the guys did have uh, sponsor families that they would that they would live with during a lot of their times in the minor leagues. So if everybody thinks it's all you know what it is, I mean, it, uh, if you make it, it's fine. But if you don't, it's a, it's a tough life. I mean, you got to really love baseball to play, start out in the rookie league and, and work your way up. But anyway, y'all doing a fine job. I'll let y'all go, Jim. Man. Thanks, man. Keep that arm and shoulder y'all loose. Have a good morning. I will, man. I'm ready. I'm okay. Ready. <laughs> Something tells me Jim would probably throw a mean curveball. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yes, he uh, Jay he throws is, us a lot of curves. Throws us a lot of curves. Sometimes. Jay's yeah. back on the uh, Washtenaw Valley Credit Union text line and with another good suggestion. Uh, he talked about the targets earlier. He said, what about a double play competition? Boy, that would be something to, I like to that. time yeah, that. I like that too. Yeah, yeah, to time it from the time the ball is hit. Uh, say do it to third, short, the second, and the first. Go all the way around. Uh, you could even do it with the uh, with the catcher. Just set the ball out so far from home plate, and see how quickly uh, double play combinations uh, in the major leagues can turn a double play. I think that would be really interesting to do it on the clock and have to see uh, who could do it the quickest. I think that's a good a good suggestion. Well, I think both of it. Yeah, I mean, you you bring back the the skills competition into it. Uh, you know, I don't know. If you're going to go ahead and, and make a, a home run hitting contest, you might as well uh, introduce that into it. We'll see. But uh, I, 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 to uh, to Jim's point, I don't recall any of that needing buildup. They just went out there and they did play hard. I mean. Well, it was uh, a showcase, the, Jamie, then for, right. you know, the, like, for example, um, uh, Harper, Bryce Harper saying, well, I'm not going to be in the home run derby until the game is in my home ballpark, which is next year for him. Uh, next year the game will be at uh, at the ballpark in Washington, D.C. That kind of stuff. I mean, I know they back then they didn't have the home run derby, but unless somebody was injured, uh, they were there. Uh, sometimes even right. if they were injured, they were there. Uh, that doesn't mean that they always got in the game. 
because there used to be some pitchers. Because usually the starters, you didn't have the closer role, so to speak, back then. And uh, a lot of times you'd uh, see the the marquee pitchers would pitch their full three innings because a pitcher can't pitch more than three innings in the All-Star game. And you'd see the marquee guys pitch their three innings, especially the first two guys. And then maybe the seventh would have a pitcher, the eighth would have a pitcher, and the ninth would have a pitcher. Uh, so at the most, you'd see maybe five guys. But, um, you know, that's not necessarily the way it is now. You've got teams that don't want you to pitch their guy more than this many innings or this many pitches and all of this kind of stuff. So it was just a marquee showcase for uh, some of the greatest players that have ever played uh, Major League Baseball. I mean, you know, think about going and watching the National League play with Willie Mays, Roberto Clemente, Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, Willie Stargell, Mm. All of those guys playing on the same team. I mean, Unbelievable. yeah, just it's just amazing. So um, we do have some more text. Appreciate all the texts and phone calls this morning. If uh, it was the only time that the World Series were or where you saw the, yeah, before the World Series that you saw the AL uh, play the um, National League, that made it special. That's a good point, too. You know, interleague has kind of watered down the uh, intrigue of of playing uh, National League and American League. Plus, free agency, you got guys moving teams so much that uh, you don't have near the uh, near that True. part of it uh, as you, you know, as you normally would. Um, let's see. Tommy says, uh, Billy Martin, the Earl Weaver umpire degradation invitational. <laughs> Or the Billy Martin bracket and the Lou Pinella bracket. You know, those are former um, former Yankees and managers of the Yankees. Of course, I'm partial to Lou Pinella because he was the manager of the Reds the last time they won the World Series in 1990. If Harper is going to be like that, talking about Bryce Harper, this is from Justin, he shouldn't get an invite next year. It's about helping the game. That attitude is sour and not needed. I appreciate that. And agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, if you're invited and you're going to take that attitude and decline, uh, then, uh, yeah, there should be some repercussions from that. But, well, of course, w- he'll yeah, get the invite next a- year. Yeah, and it was considered an honor at one point in time, you know, to really be selected. And like you said, unless you were just severely injured, uh, everybody showed up. Uh, you didn't need the hype because uh, those names that you mentioned, anybody that uh, in baseball lore, I mean, my gosh, it's talk about a murderer's row. Um, but this is where we are nowadays. It's the, uh, you know, it's the era of big contracts, and it's kind of a me-first mentality. And uh, you know, I think you owe it to the fans who support you to to go to the All Star game. And you know, I, Harper may be severely hurt. I don't know. No, he's not. He just uh, said he wasn't going to. No. He just said he, he wasn't going to do it until his until the All Star game was in his home ballpark next year. Or so. And uh, before the break, uh, Bud texts in and says, Mark, the next time you see Wayne Causey, ask him if he ever batted against the fastest pitcher ever, Steve Dolkowski. So next time I see Wayne. Run that by me again. Steve Steve Dolkowski. D-A-L-K-O-W-S-K-I. Dolkowski. And I will will ask him the next time I see him if he ever hit off of Steve Dolkowski. Steve Dolkowski? 
and us here on the edge have to take our final break and we'll do so and then wrap up the show here on this monday after this again brought to you by dr david weber at north monroe animal hospital and mr bobby manning attorney at law we'll wrap things up on this monday on the edge right after this tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend Dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice for my animals and should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7. North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. When I got hurt in an accident, I didn't know how I would take care of my medical bills. I took out loans, borrowed from friends and family, but the bills kept piling up. That's when a friend told me to call attorney Bobby Manning. Bobby fought hard for me. He helped make things right. I'm so glad my friend told me to get Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. A home is your comfort, your shelter. It's a place where you grow and become. I always wanted that for us. A backyard to play in. A front porch to call ours. A home we could be proud of. Because of Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, we were able to have it. Washita Valley Federal Credit Union. Making good things happen. Decking, railing, lighting, furniture, fencing, framing. At Trex, we make the most in outdoor living because you deserve to get more from your life outdoors. So why not start bringing your ideas to life now with the brand that's engineering what's next? To learn more about all of the outdoor solutions Trex has to offer or to find a local retailer or a certified Trex Pro deck builder near you, visit trex.com. That's T-R-E-X.com. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Welcome back to The Edge. Jamie Foxx, Mark Kramer here with you on the, uh, what what did Jim say, the Over the Edge edition? Over over the hill, over (laughs) the edge. Over the hill probably is better. Over over the hill is very apropos. Uh, I have an all-star fact for you, uh, Mark Kramer. Yes. uh, That will uh, make you smile. Your own Cincinnati Reds going into the all-star break own the the largest number of triples at the all-star break with 26. Wow. Your uh, red legs have hit 26 triples to date, the most uh, in both leagues. It's there too bad that triples don't result in wins. And, and a lot of <laughs> because those they don't, suck. And they don't necessarily <laughs> result in those. You get all the way to third, but never hit the home, never get you know, the home I, a lot of times, too. So You know, I start my vacation next week, 
And at the end, at the end part of my vacation in two weeks, my dad and I are going up to Cincinnati to see the Reds play the Marlins for three games. And they've been so bad lately. My dad said the other day, he goes, you know, he said, I know we've got our plane tickets and we've rented a car and all of that and have our hotel reservations, but I don't know if I want to spend $2,000 to see them play. (laughs) Well, I I said, come on, dad. I said, it's about the fun and fellowship. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what's all. And I got to hand it to your dad. Um, not only does he watch, not, not, he doesn't just listen. He watches every broadcast of your Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. Is that he, correct? Yeah. He got watches the, every broadcast. He got the MLB wow. package, um, yeah. this year bought. It's really cheap. I mean, if, in all honesty, if you, if you follow a certain team and want to see all their games, um, you, I think it was like $129 for the entire season. And what you do is you get the home broadcast. You know, he's not always watching the Reds, technically the Reds broadcast. Wherever the team is that you are watching, you get the home broadcast and announcers of that team. So, you know, if the Reds were if the Reds were playing, say, the Marlins, but they were playing down in Miami, uh, they would get the Marlins broadcast – uh, he would get the Marlins broadcast, but still be able to watch the game. And uh, yeah, I bet you he hasn't missed probably five games all season, and that's because he okay. was out somewhere else doing something. Oh, that and that begs the question. I don't want to give uh, your. I don't want you to give away too many of your dad's secret. But does he enjoy said ball game with a nice cold Falstaff or Bush Bavarian beer, or does he just basically just to sit back with a, a bowl of popcorn or whatever uh, and enjoy? Uh, I would think if you have to watch the Reds this year, you don't yeah, want you to have do it to, completely yeah. sober. Yeah, you, you have know. to do something to uh, kind of deaden the brain cells a little <laughs> bit to be able to take the frustration of their in- incredibly bad pitching staff that leads the major leagues in giving up home runs, leads in ERA, leads in an ERA for the bullpen, uh, leads for the bullpen giving up the most home runs. I mean, the the they have they have three guys in their lineup hitting over 300. Well, there's a lot of teams, even the good teams, don't have three guys in their lineup hitting over 300. And they also have three guys in their lineup that already have over 50 RBIs. And there's probably not many really good teams either that have that, but it's just the pitching is just absolutely horrific. A good a good text here on the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line from Steve, and I want to get talk about this real quick in the time that we have left. Home Run Derby actually started with guys like Mantle against Joe Adcock and Hank Aaron before it became part of the All-Star game. Remember the 67 game, 15 innings won by Tony Perez's home run. Absolutely, that's one of the longest games in history. Not called like Joe Torrey uh, and those guys calling the game for in a tie a few years ago, which outraged everybody. But they actually made a set of cards home run derby was on tv it was on one time a week they held it in a minor league ballpark out in los angeles and that's where they filmed it and they did it during the off season and uh they had a set of oversized cards that had each guy pictured in the uh that was in the home run derby and it was just one guy against one guy and then the next week Whoever won the week before was that's who was on. Like, say, the first one was Mantle and Hank Aaron. And say Hank Aaron won, 
Then the next week it would be Hank Aaron versus, uh, you know, Roger Maris or somebody else in the American League, uh, Al Kaline, Hank Greenberg, somebody like that. And that's and it was a it was an elimination tournament until you got down uh, to the finals. And it was, you know, you win and you move on. And it was kind of a bracketed tournament kind of thing. And uh, I actually have a, it's a reprint because you very seldom can find the actual uh, home run derby cards because I believe they were issued by the uh, companies, the food or cereal or whoever sponsored the home run derby. I think that's who they were issued by. Uh, but I have a reprint set at my store of home run of a home run derby set. I'll have to bring really? it. Oh yeah, I'll have to bring it to breakfast sometime and and show it to you. Super interesting. And of course, it was in black and white. It was in 1959, and uh, mm-hmm. it was on regular, you know, regular nighttime television. And so uh, it was very interesting. I used to watch it all the time. Well, I hate to I hate to date you, Mark, but if you're bringing up Hank Greenberg, you are indeed over the edge at this point. Yes, Hank Greenberg. That's a blast from the past. From the Detroit Tigers. From the Detroit Tigers. Uh, big one. I first one I remember maybe was the sixty. It was uh, Cardinals, Tigers, Mickey Lolich. Who was that? Denny McLean. Gibson? Denny McLean. Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson for the Cardinals. That's 68. Uh, That's the year that Denny McLean won 31 games. Last time it was was done. He won 31 games going into the World Series? Is that correct? Yeah, regular season. Good grief. Regular season. Teddy Pitch. Yeah, Lolich. Uh, But anyway, that was a classic. was Fergosi playing for the Tigers? I'm not sure. Fergosi played Fregosi. for the Angels. For the Angels, okay, all right. So, but I remember Bob Gibson, of course. Their shortstop was, the, was a, their shortstop was Dick McAuliffe. Dick McAuliffe, okay. There we have it. So. And your phone's ringing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Someone's calling me. Here it's it Dick is. McAuliffe. Calling, no, it's uh, <laughs> it may be Mickey Lolich retirement. It's a Sanford, Florida number. I don't know who. It's a three two one area code. I don't know. Maybe the IRS is calling me. I don't know, but I'm a little bit nervous when they're calling me from Sanford, Florida. I don't think I've got any outstanding warrants or tickets from Sanford, but if I am, I apologize. Uh, but anyway, uh, the All-Star game is tomorrow, correct? What time? In, in, yes, in tomorrow evening. Tomorrow home evening. Run derby, home run derby is tonight. Tonight, right. Yeah, so you want to tune in for that. And then at some point, maybe they'll wise up and, and take uh, Mark's suggestion and do the uh, – the uh, double play combination. No, that was Jay's. Like that was Jay's, Jay's suggestion. Jay and Rustin. Give Jay credit for that one. Yeah, you know? that was a. I think that's a great. Uh, I think that would be something that is fast paced and would be pretty exciting, uh, because you know most people like stuff. It it appeals to fans of any sport when you're timing something. You know uh, that's why I, I always felt like that's why the the running events in the Olympics in track and field are a little more exciting than the field events for the, for the general fan uh, because it's being timed and it goes mm-hmm. fairly quickly and you like to see, Hey, who's faster than the, you know, than this guy. And I think being a, that kind of event, the double play thing being timed uh, and seeing different uh, double play combinations by, by different teams trying to turn those uh, be a little, um, you know, team pride kind of thing. I think that would be something that would appeal to fans because it would be fast paced. It, indeed, it would, and I, I like that idea a lot. Uh, 
maybe interject uh, something new into the All-Star game. But uh, if you're expecting tonight, uh, if you're watching the home run, expecting Bryce Harper, you're going to be greatly disappointed. Uh, I assume Aaron Judge will be there. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm going to – I want to watch. I hope – my hope is, this, is for this tonight. I hope that it's Giancarlo Stanton from the Marlins yes. who can hit some moonshots. I hope it's him and Aaron Judge in the finals. Well, and I'm sure it is an oversight on MLB's part. Uh, if you are tuning in tonight and we're expecting Mark Kramer to pitch uh, <laughs> the home run derby, you'll be, I, I'm sure he got it. the invitation got lost in the mail, but yes, perhaps there's always did. next year. There's always next year, and they just haven't. It's not that they're not interested; they just are not. Uh, uh, you know, they're they're a little slow on the draw this year. But uh, anyway, I, I think that would be incredible. I would pay a lot of money to see that, Mark. By the way, you <laughs> pitching batting practice to one Bryce. Well, he won't be. There. I yeah, uh, the Aaron screen. Judge, if I was yeah. throwing, the screen would have to have a lot of extra mesh in it uh, yes, to protect it me from getting killed. <laughs> From some of these major league players. Well, it's not so much wide, Mark. He's tall. I mean, you 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 are you uh, you look like uh, what is it, uh, Randy Johnson out there? My gosh, you're six three or whatever. It's such an intimidating. If you were left-handed, if you threw left-handed, my gosh, you you would be you'd be in Cooperstown right now. Yeah, I got to got to give Steve uh, credit. I I uh, threw Hank Greenberg out there. He retired before 1959. So. <laughs> I was thinking, he said, are you thinking of Norm Cash? And that's who I was thinking of. I was thinking of Norm Cash, who was a, oh, yeah. a left-handed, for the Tigers. A left-handed yeah. hitting uh, first baseman uh, for Detroit. So thank you, Steve. And uh, Russell, before we go, Russell sent another uh, text in. Also, another good suggestion uh, that we touched on earlier, have a skill throw from the outfield to home and or third or both. Uh, and so all of those were great. Thanks for everything yeah. today. Everybody really stepped up today and, and gave us some great suggestions and comments on the Washita Valley Credit Union uh, text line and the uh, callers on the hotline. We appreciate it very much. And so watch the Home Run Derby tonight, All-Star Game tomorrow. Jamie, thanks as always. I want to thank Terry for asking me to fill in today. I hope he feels better. If you hear my voice again tomorrow, then you know that Terry Waldrop is still, as we say, under he's getting the, IVs at the under time, the, yes. Yeah, he's <laughs> getting IVs and under the weather. So, as we always say when we're here, don't live life safe. Live it on the edge. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com. 